We are in the second to the last uh, week of this series, Amazing Grace. And we started off this year by discussing a word that's pretty much common, especially among Christians and religious people, and that is the word grace. And as we've seen, every week we would see how amazing this grace is. And this grace is basically that we have this omniscient, all-powerful, all-loving God who created our world and gave us blessing But the sad thing is, you and I, instead of choosing to surrender our lives to Him, run away from Him and live in sin and disobedience or rebellion. And God could have just let us go and say, but that's not how God is. And out of His goodness and love and mercy, God Himself came down here on earth through Jesus Christ. He took our sins, your sins, my shortcomings and iniquities. He took it all upon Him. He died on the cross. He made us right. He made us become part of God's family. But it does not end there. You see, when God came into our world, He made us ours. We are no longer our own, but we live for Him. And after three days, Jesus Christ rose from the dead and He gives us now eternal life. And not only that, He gives us a new destiny. He gives us a new destination. He gives us a new purpose. He gives us His Spirit in our hearts. He is making us part of His family. There's just so much blessing upon blessing upon blessing. That's grace. Isn't it true that it is indeed amazing? That's grace. But the sad part about grace is that certain things, sometimes we we have a mis- understanding about grace. What do I mean by that? You see, Christ came to free us from sin, but sometimes some of us here, even though we belong to God or Jesus already, we still want to live in sin. And sometimes we think, oh, my grace naman. Sige, kaya kong gawin, kahit anong gusto kong gawin. Last week, remember, the grace of God teaches us to say no or to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions. Why? Because grace makes us see that there is something more valuable in front of us. That there is the whole kingdom purposes of God in front of us. That we should stop living within the boundaries of ourselves. Now, may isa pa pong side yung grace na minsan na may misuse natin. You see, have you noticed that when it comes to grace, sometimes it always pertains to us? What do I mean by that? Siyempre, by yung definition ng grace nung nagwa-one-to-one tayo, di ba? It's a gift you do not deserve. Yung mga ganyan. Yes, it's true. That is something for us. And when we say grace, tinasabi natin, ah, hindi ko to, uh, hindi ko alam kung paano ako makakabayad sa tuition, pero biglang meron. Wow, my grace si God. Or I have to finish this certain requirement in the work or, or juggle all, all the responsibilities as a, as a mom. And then nagagawa ko, grabe, grace na lang talaga ni Lord. And sometimes we would have this word grace, but it always pertains to us. And I call this the self zone. Minsan yung grace nandun lang sa self zone. Pag may na receive tayong undeserved gift, minsan it always pertains to us. But I'm going to tell you this that's not how grace is in the Bible. And that's not how people who have experienced grace throughout history lived. If we study the history, the Christians who lived during the time of Jesus, they never lived 
just for the self-zone. In fact, I would say it always goes outside the self-zone. That's why it teaches us to say no to ungodliness. But at the same time, it makes us see, Lord, you're going to provide not just for my needs, but even beyond me. And that's grace upon grace. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about a particular part of grace that for some of us we don't like. And that is the grace of giving. Second Corinthians 8. It says here, We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. Accordingly, we urged Titus that, he, that as he had started, so he should complete among you this act of grace. But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in, your love, in, and in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. I say this not as a command, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love also is genuine. Let's pray. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, be known today that you are God. I pray that you will reveal to us the things that you value, the fire from heaven that would consume the things that does not belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Just to give you a context of this, no? 2 Corinthians was written by Paul to the Corinth church. Now, towards the end of the letter, chapters 8 and chapter 9, Paul brought up a problem that early Christians have. May problema po sa Jerusalem, Jewish Jerusalem church. Yan, yung mga Jewish people in the Jerusalem church experience uh, trials and uh, famine and poverty. So what Paul was doing is that he's raising, raising support through the churches that he founded. One of them was Corinth. And the other one is Macedonia. Yan. Now, uh, fast fact lang, no? Yung book of Philippians is actually part of Macedonia. So that's why if you would look at the book of Philippians, you would see there when Paul was writing, he was very happy with the Philippi church. Saya-saya niya, puro papuri si Paul sa Philippi church. And now we will see why. And then we see here, Paul was encouraging Corinth. Now, I believe Corinth is so much similar to people here in Green Hills. What do you mean? You see, people in Corinth are, uh, they say, are one of also one of those influential cities. They are talented, okay, gifted, in a way, influential. Malamang may itsura yan. Tinan mo yung katabi mo. Ganon din ba yon? Talented, may itsura, gifted. Mukhang mabait. Yan. Mukhang ililibre ka pagkatapos. Na hindi, hindi masyado. Bilang binawe. Hindi po Corinth Church to. <laughs> but Corinth Church is like that. They excel in every way. It's one of the most advanced cities during their time. They excel in their talents. They excel in their um, philosophy, in education, the education during their time, in their culture. And Paul was saying, great job, you're excelling in all these things. Why don't you also excel in giving? And he does this by encouraging them by bringing up the Macedonian church. Ito pong Macedonian church, no? Sabi dyan, they also experience challenges. 
there is a severe test of affliction. And not only that, they are also described as being having extreme poverty. So ito yung Macedonian church, sobrang hirap at maraming pinagdadaanan sa buhay. Tapos ang result daw nun ay abundance of joy and overflowing with generosity. That doesn't make sense. Naghihirap sila, may pinagdadaanan sila, at ang nangyari sa kanila ay, nag-give pa sila? In fact, there are two kinds of begging. You beg kasi nanglilimus ka kasi kailangan mo. At na, ito, sa case ng Macedonia, they were begging to give. Could you imagine that? Si Paul na siguro nagsasabi, grabe, pagpasok niya, oh, raise tayo ng support. Pagdating niya sa Macedonia, naku, mahihirap itong mga natin. Hindi <laughs> ko alam kung magbibigay sila. Tapos sabi ng Macedonia Church, Paul, please, we're begging you. Nagmamakaawa ko. We want to give. How, how did that happen? How come that's their actions? How come that's their response? It overflowed in generosity and abundance of joy and extreme, uh, even begging to earnestly give. Sabi John, because they didn't really, Paul didn't expect nagulat siya, no? Sabi yun, oh, they first gave themselves to the Lord. The Macedonian church realized that all that they have belongs to the Lord. And after that, sabi yun, and then by the will of God, all that they have belongs also to the purposes of God. Sabi yun, to us, which also meant to the direction of that church. During that time, it's to support the Jerusalem church who is undergoing something. So what the Macedonian church here shows is that they live not for themselves, not for their self-zone, but for God and His purposes. Malamang si Paul, no, no, nung kinukuha na niya support sa Macedonia, I'm, I could just imagine Paul, someone giving something to Paul, and Paul was saying, Naku, wag na, wag na, wag na, okay na yan. Tapos sasabihin ng mga Macedonian church, hindi, meron naman kami, meron. Kaya sabi niya dyan, no, sabi niya, I testify that they gave within their means, pero sabi ni Paul, pero tingin ko beyond their means pa yan. Imagine that. That's how pa- passionate they were. In fact, Paul was just so amazed with what happened in the Macedonian church, he called this this act of grace. And now he's telling the Corinthian church, Corinthian church calling them to this act of grace also. You see, when it comes to giving, sometimes we think that it's about money or the amount. Sometimes we think it's the number of zeros we give. 20 pesos, 200 pesos, 200,000 pesos, 2 million pesos. But for here, as we see here, Paul never mentioned anything about the amount. It's always about this, not just heart, but it's about how the grace of God has changed this heart. And then he goes on onwards from chapter 8, and he reminds them of the gospel. What's the gospel? Again, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus, though he was rich. He is the owner of everything in the universe who has supreme authority. But what did this rich God do? He became poor for your sake, for my sake. He became poor. But that's not just it. We don't have a God that's poor. (laughs) What did he say here? He became poor so that you by his poverty might become rich. 
There's the gospel right there once again. And that's the grace of God in us. In Christ, we are both literally and figuratively rich. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, mayaman ka. Yan, mayaman ka. You know, the problem with our world today is that it has cheapened the definition of richness. It's all now about money. But isn't it true that being rich is so much more than just money? Yes, a part of it, but there's just so much more. There's significance, there's destiny, there's relationships, there's purposes, there's eternity, there's family, there's spirit. There's just so much more there. That's why the gospel tells us we are rich. It is. Now, let me just say, you know, it's nice, pastor, but you know, we're not financially rich, okay? Okay, yeah, I get that. I know that by faith we are, we have treasures in heaven and all that stuff, but sakto lang kami, pastor, kulang pa nga minsan eh. That's why Paul was leaving the challenge open to the Corinth church. What do I mean by this? Look at this, the text that we just read. Sabi niya dito, I say this not as a command, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love also is genuine. He lives the option to the Corinth church. I'm going to leave it to you. You know the grace of God in your life. Though he was rich, for our sake he became poor so that through his poverty we might become rich. And then he gives this option back to the Corinth church. And then it says, it says here, this grace of God in the Macedonian church resulted to giving according to their means and, thinking ani Paul, beyond their means. Because here's something about grace that sometimes we tend to forget. We sometimes think grace is just all about the things that we get undeservingly from God. But as you read the scriptures and as you study the lives of the early Christians, you would see that grace is always equals to giving. The very heart of grace in the gospel is a God who gave His Son to us. And the more Christians, are, the more Christians experience the grace of God, the result of that is to overflow in generosity. Wala pa po akong nakita na nagsasabi sa Bible na ang dami-daming grace ni God sa akin pero hindi na grow sa giving. Now I know for some of us here there's this debate of the whole ah, New Testament dapat ba magigive and tithes and all. I'll leave that. Even Paul says, I'm not giving this as a command anymore. Okay? But let me put it back to you. The spirit behind it, the principle behind it. Did you not experience so much grace? And isn't grace about a God who gave? So I leave that to you, Sabi ni Paul. Grace, the more we grow also in the grace, the more, the more we also grow in giving. Why? Because grace moves us from the self zone and then it moves us outside it. Kasi na-experience natin grace ni God eh. And the safe zone is the logical zone. It's the worldly zone. It's the things, you don't even need God inside that safe zone. But grace moves us outside of that. You see, I'm looking around this church 
And I know people who are so, so generous, not just about money. Now, let me just tell you, let's not cheapen generosity and giving to just finances. There's just so much more to it. And I know from this room that has been so much, who are so generous, not just with resources or finances, but with time, with their stories, with their talents, with their efforts, with their knowledge. There's just so much generous people now in this church. And the more I look at them, the more, and sometimes, minsan kami, asawa ko, napag pumupunta sa kanila, parang kami pa yung nahihiya. Eh, may, may pinagdadaanan din sila. But they just chose to give. And then when we go there, we leave being so much refreshed. And then we see so much grace in their lives. Minsan yung usapan namin, asawa namin, no? As- asawa namin, asawa ko. Ang hirap pag-English sa Tagalog na sabay. Yung usapan namin, asawa ko. Grabing, so, grabing grace lang ni Lord sa buhay nila, no? How come we can see the grace of God in their lives? Because they gave. Kasi kung hindi, tawag, yaman lang nila. Ganyan lang. No, but we, we saw them gave. There's an aspect that I don't connect it. They, they're undergoing something, but they chose to give. You see, a grace-changed heart is a giving heart. There's just no other way. We cannot say that experience that in grace, pero hindi tayo go grow sa giving natin. I'm not talking again, once again, amount. Let's not cheapen the grace of God to just numbers. But there is an aspect of us growing. Another side note, never, never compare your giving with another person. Never. So huwag kang insecure kung mas maraming zero yung kanya or onti yung sayo. It doesn't matter. Let's all leave that to God. It's a matter of how much grace has changed you. And how are you growing in this act of grace also? You know, there's an effect of grace. Let me show you. It, it, it's in the second, in the next chapter, chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians. Sabi dito. At ito po yung medyo sikat na verse na naririnig natin. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly, we also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully, we also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. I'm going to jump to verse 10. God who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Now, there is an effect when we move in grace. Now, let me just show you what I call a giving triangle. Yan. <clears throat> now, kung wala pong Lord sa buhay nyo, ito lang dalawa yan, the giver and the receiver. Okay? May binigay ka, may tumanggap. But we are people of faith and we believe that there is an ultimate provider. It's the provider who gives to the giver. It's the provider who answers the receiver through another means. And there's a relationship here. And I'm going to show you what I mean by this. You see, sabi sa verse na basa natin, whoever sows sparingly will also receive, uh, reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Whoever giver sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Bountifully, 
receive bountifully. Ito po yung naririnig natin, kila Chinkitan, kila Randel, na kung gusto natin mas maraming anihin, mas marami kang tanimin, eh, uh, itanim. Kung onti lang yung tinanim mo, wag ka magulat na onti rin yung aanihin mo. It's just the principle in life, okay? That's just it. The giver to the receiver. Now, it doesn't end there. The verse says that there's a quality of a giver who has experienced the grace of God. What was that? Not reluctantly or under compulsion. Hindi nag-aalangan, hindi napipilitan. The attitude of a giver whose heart has been changed by God is not reluctant, not under compulsion. Hindi yung magbibigay na, eto, sayo Hindi yung magsusulat kang check it, sasadyain mong mali, no? Kasi alam mo, hindi matatanggap. <laughs> Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. Why? Sinababo na yung giver, eh. Na-experience yung grace to God, eh. Cheerful siya. And what's the promise of God to that giver? It says here, God is able to make all grace abound to you. The promise of the provider to that giver who steps out in faith and acts out that grace of giving, is that God is able to make all grace abound to you. Let me read it again. Sabi dito. So that having all sufficiency in all things, at all times you may abound in every good work. You see, giving allows us to see how God moves and how grace practically changes our lives. Noon natin makikita na, wow, Lord, Yes, I gave whatever that is. Time, effort, resources, what have you. But God, you have sustained me in every way, not just finances, time, relationships, health, and all of those things. Purpose, satisfaction. Makikita natin, grabe, Lord, no? Yan yung promise ni Lord for that person who has experienced grace. And what does God get from this? May, may makukuha si Lord dito. What is it? What is it? It will produce thanksgiving to God. You see, that's the reason why God wants to bless you and me. So that you will see how amazing God is. Na hindi lang para sa'yo at sa self-zone mo, pero lagpas pa. And you would say, Wow, Lord! You're so good. Now, let's go to the receiver. Now, I believe for some of us here, you have been a benefit of someone blessing you. Tama ba? May isba sa inyo, uh, sabi sa'yo, lilibre ka ng lunch, Matan ka lang ng church, okay? or someone treated you for vacation, or maybe for whatever that is. Sabi dito, for the ministry of this service, that's the act of giving, not only supplying the needs of the saints, now let me stop there, you may never know the needs of the person that you're giving to. You see, that's it. The character of the one receiving, baka may need sila, hindi lang natin alam. But what's the effect of that? It overflowing in many thanksgiving to God while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God in you. In short, the receiver, though he has needs, it change, it does something in his heart. Makikita niya, grabe bro, sis. Kitang-kita ko yung grace ni God sa buhay mo. Sobrang blessed ako. I'm gonna pray for you. But at the same time, it says here, we'll produce thanksgiving to God. Ultimately, I know this came from you, Lord. That's why if you're here, and if you have been a recipient of a blessing from anyone, ang isang tao na nabago yung, nabago yung puso niya ng grace, hindi siya entitled. What do I mean by this? 
Sabi sa preaching, dapat magkustano, nagbibigay. Ba't di ako binigyan? And sometimes we have that. Why, why isn't God answering my prayers now? And he started acting like an entitled child. Now, I don't want that. I want this now. A grace-filled heart changes that. And we would say, wow, I see your grace, God's grace work in you. I see God's grace work in me through you. And it all goes back to Him. Now, I'm about to end a couple of minutes now. This is a balance sheet. And for some of us here, this is your life. You know, this is your work. And we're so good at balance sheets. And I know we're talking about giving and all that stuff. Now, let me just say up ahead that me and my wife, we do have a budget, okay? Hindi lang kami magaling sa balance sheet, no? But we, we there's certain way kusan pumupunta yung pera. There's wisdom and there's stewardship in it. We believe God has given us the ability to produce wealth. We should be good stewards of it. We save some, we make it grow, we invest. There is still wis- there is wisdom there. That's why there's uh, uh, our church is so good at this. We have Randall and Jinky and Jason and everyone else here. We have this. But let me just say this: we have come to terms that when it comes to the kingdom of God, sometimes it does not make sense. I'm looking at this room, and I know some of the our leaders here. You have made big sacrifices that sometimes doesn't make sense in a balance sheet. (laughs) And see, that's the kingdom of God. We don't do away with it. Don't get me wrong. But let's come to terms na pagdating sa kingdom ni Lord, sometimes it really doesn't make sense. What do I mean? Sabi dito sa verso, God who supplies seed for the sower and bread for food. Look at that. God gives you the seed so that you can sow and you can reap, but it also gives you bread for food, for your enjoyment. That's how God is. And what's His heart? So that it will multiply, it will increase, and that we will be enriched and generous in every way. Could you imagine that? Ganon ka generous si God sa atin. O ito pang bless mo, at ito pang enjoy mo. At pareho natin i-multiply yan. <laughs> So that you will see that this is the kingdom of God. You know, my wife and I, we do have a planned giving. But we also have unplanned giving. We do, some, we do move within our budget, but we also move sometimes outside our budget. See, that's how even Green Hills grew. Some of us here, you've been here. You're, you were here nung music museum pa lang tayo. And there's a call to give. And there's, there's just breakthroughs happening when the church suddenly moved in radical generosity. And look where we are now. Wala pa naman po ako nakita na nag-move nung generosity noon. Namulubi ngayon. Tumaba meron. <laughs> and that's just how God is. And sometimes we don't understand it because our balance sheet stops us. But let me tell you, there's an aspect of the kingdom that sometimes it doesn't make sense because I've seen God replace what I gave. I've seen God multiply what I gave. I've also seen God did not do anything after I gave. <laughs> but there's just something different in our souls. It made us 
step out of our self-zone and realize there's just so much more ahead. Akala ko kakapusin kami? Hindi naman. Pumayat ako by choice. Nox, di ba? <laughs> Not by circumstances, di ba? <laughs> Wouldn't you want that in your life, di ba? <laughs> you see, that's the thing. The move of God in our lives. You see, sometimes, could you just imagine what would happen? You know, sometimes, as Christians, we stay here. Owned na tayo kay God, we belong to Him. But we still will live within the self-zone. And we ask grace, pero para sa atin lang. Lord, tulungan mo ako sa mga problema ko. Lord, sagutin mo. Lord, pang tuition lang namin. And sometimes it just stays within us. It is boxed. And it's boring. You see, when we start giving, no wonder Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. You would see God move. And that makes Christianity exciting. Now, I'm going to give the ball back to all of us here. Do you want to miss out this opportunity? Now, I'm asking this. How can you not miss the benefits and adventure of giving? Ask that right now to your family. I'm going to leave the ball. Now you've seen the grace of God in your lives. It has changed you. Would you want to miss this opportunity to get the benefits of generosity in giving and at the same time, the adventure it gives? Maybe for some of us, it would just demand a little more time. Maybe for some of us, it's a little more adjustment with our schedules. Maybe for some of us, it's a little more service. Maybe for some of us, it's a little more patience, a little bit more generous on the patient side, or maybe a little bit more generous in caring, loving words. Or maybe for some of us, it's really a little more budget. I don't know what it is, but will you want to miss out this adventure just because we let ourselves be stuck in our self-zones? I want to give you the opportunity. Maybe it just takes a little more, a little something, a little tweak, and it will mean all the more, all your life, between being in the self-zone and stepping in an adventure, living in grace. Can we bow down our heads right now? Let's pray. Lord, I pray even right now. First and foremost, we repent because we have become, sometimes, we have let, let greed stay in our hearts. We have sometimes allowed ourselves to be envious. We have sometimes cheapened your blessing to just finances. Lord, we're sorry for all of that. And even today, you are reminding us that we are rich, rich in every way. And that we have a provider who gave us all for us and that we can trust and rely on. Father, I pray even today that you will put a burden in our hearts that some of us here, God is giving you right now that grace to continue what He has been calling you to do for the longest time. It will demand sacrifice. It will be awkward. It will be unnatural to you. Sometimes it will be painful. There are sacrifices in it. God is telling you right now, it is more blessed indeed to give than to receive.
even today, God will just, I believe this is God's word for some of us here. Be surprised that I will break the balance in your balance sheet. Though it looks like everything's even or negative, God is telling you, I will produce so much there. You will just be amazed. You will try to explain it. And the only thing you will say is grace. I believe today God is telling you when that happens, do not forget that it is I, the Lord, who has given you the ability to produce wealth. Even today, I believe God is telling us right now, even as He was in the Israelites, there was never a warning from God na nagsasabing, kakapusin kayo pagdating sa lupa, sa promised land. It is always a promise of blessing and along it is always a challenge to be a blessing to many people. For some of us here, that's God's word for you. I have destined that you will be blessed. Only embrace right now that you are a blessing to other people. Even today, Lord, I just call out the giftings that the church has. Lord, I pray even right now that we would see from this church who would give radically, not just in church, but even beyond the church, outside the walls of this church, to those who are in need, to worthy causes outside. For some of us here, it's a generosity of starting something new. I don't know what it is. But God, I pray that you will unleash this spirit of generosity, that we will gladly give because you first gave us abundantly, overflowing in our lives. For some of us here, we feel like saktong-sakto lang lahat ng mga bagay. I believe God is doing something in your hearts now. Now, Holy Spirit, break the hold of what's just keeping us from the self-zone. Lord, we want to join your ad- the adventure of stepping out and living in grace. Can we all stand up right now? just want to bless everyone before we leave. Can we all stretch our hands? May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and grant you shalom, the fullness, the wholeness, the completeness that your heart desires. And Lord, I declare goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives every single day of this week. And Lord, I pray that we will be sensitive to the Spirit of when we will move in generosity. Bless everyone here in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless all of us here. See you next week.